At Our Father's House, our prayer is that you will be blessed and strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. We would like to thank you for joining us today as we study God's Word. Now let's join Pastor Odie. They came three times to kill David. Three times they got caught up in the spirit of the Lord in worship service, and they couldn't, they couldn't touch it. Two things happened. The spirit of God protected David. He's a good, good father. <laughs> Y'all get this in a second. I said the spirit of God protected David, and the second thing was not only... Man, I'll tell you, we should, we should rejoice in this. Not only could his captors, the assassins, not overtake him, but they were overtaken themselves by the Spirit of the Lord that was in that place. Are y'all, are y'all in here this morning? Is anybody in here? Do you see that there's power? This is not about just singing songs and clapping hands. This is not about just speaking. There's a spirit out there. Come on. I said, there's a powerful spirit of God that's still in control, that the enemy has no power over him. This is where we're going. This is all I'm going to share this morning. It's what I feel in my spirit. I'm sorry, I apologize to you guys that were here on Thursday, because you've already heard this. Now... Now, let's, 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 let's back up just a second. Saul, Saul represents pride. Everybody say pride. Jealousy. Envy. Manifestations of the flesh. Demonic spirits that come to rule in our lives. Amen? David represents humility. It's the opposite of pride. Humble. Somebody say humility. It's the spirit that what Christ had. Philippians chapter 2 says, God highly exalted him and gave him a name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Things in the earth, things under the earth. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So if anybody could get puffed up, if anybody could get exalted, guess what? He, w- he was that man. Jesus could have said, I've got a name above your name. But the word says, wherefore when fashioned as a man, he humbled himself. Do you know why Jesus humbled himself? Because he didn't want God to humble him. Saul wouldn't humble himself, so God had to do it for him. So did Nebuchadnezzar. But anyway, he humbled himself and he came obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So it's the same spirit of humility. Are you with me? Now here we are. Here's where where we need to get to. Here's where I want us to get to. 
Saul sent three groups of messengers, and they all came back and said, they couldn't get to David. There's a powerful service going on down there where they are. So Saul says, okay, no problem. I'll go myself. I'll go. So King Saul goes down to, do you have that, Jacob? 1923. 1 Samuel 1923. I want you to see this. I'm trying to hurry here. This is Saul. And he, he got close to Naoth and Ramah. This is where, by, by the way, this is where Samuel and David were. And he got close. Can we get the, the New King James or the, the NLT? Sorry, Jacob. It's not his fault, guys. It's mine. I didn't tell him this first. Somebody say, help us, Lord. Somebody say, help Jacob, Lord. Is it going to work? It's okay. If it ain't going to work. And he went thither. Sometimes the King James makes it a little tough for us, don't it? He got close to Naoth and Ramah, where Samuel and David were having the worship service, and the Spirit of God was upon him also. So he went there. The Spirit of God was upon him also, and he went on and prophesied until he came to where they were. Now, if you don't get anything else from this, I want you to see this one thing. There was such a power in the atmosphere, in the place where they were, that the Spirit of God came up on Saul. Even though Saul went to kill David, to do harm to David, this, there was such a strong spirit that it hit Saul before he even got to where they were. It hit him, and he said, so then he went on, and prophesied until he came to where, so it hit him. He started, he started, Billy, before he ever got there, the Spirit of the Lord hit him. What are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying is, thank God for what he's doing. And people, thank God for two souls being saved this morning. Thank God for what's people being healed in this. But I'm telling you, we can get to Danny Tuttle. We can, thank God for this building we have here that you constructed for us. But we can get to a place that when people pull off 25E and to come across the bridge, something's stirring in that. And those people are walking in humility and they're coming together with the prophetic and with worship. They're so sold out to God that I feel something before I ever get into the building because guess what? It's not about a building. We got to push out the borders. We got to push out the borders and say, let this spirit go into Straight Creek. Let it go into Knox County. Let it go into, into Virginia. Let it start where people can sense that something is here. They don't have to get here in this building. Mm -hmm. 
I would. When people drove down 66 and they drive by, come on, is this a God? Do we believe that? That just, when I saw that, I was, thought, I was like, it hit him before he got there. Are you with me? It's not about a building made with hands. Thank God for what we have here, right? A beautiful place to worship. Hey, listen. It's, it doesn't matter. Thank God for the room, right? Thank God for the seats. Thank God for the, for the screens. That's awesome. You may not think much of it, but I, I love it. It helps me. But if we don't have the Spirit of the Lord, it's all in vain. Now, how many... How many come in agreement with your pastor that we really, we really will be walk so close to God, Sister Judy Sizemore, that people can't drive by this place without they're like, wow, what was that? I was feeling suicidal, but. I'm not feeling suicidal anymore. I was ready to go to the drug dealer, but I'm not going to the drug dealer anymore. Can that happen, Pastor? Do you not see this, that this king was on his way to kill the man of God? And the Spirit of the Lord hit him on his way. And it changed everything. Then all of a sudden, that demonic spirit that's controlling him, that one, that one that came to kill his spirit, that one that came to criticize, that one that came to speculate, that religious, oh, I'm preaching now, that religious spirit that said, I'm going to go into the church this morning and I'm going to see where Jill messes up or I'm going to see how Pastor stumbles over his words or I'm going to see, no, 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 no. What happened is that spirit that went to kill the anointing of God, that went to kill God's presence, that went to kill humility, that, that person got caught up and come on, if we'll go after God that hard, that person got called up and he was prophesying before he got there. And then all of a sudden, King Saul walks in and says, let's have church. God was, oh God, listen, this all goes hand in hand of what we happened here this morning. God was reaching out to Saul and said, I'll give you another chance. Just humble yourselves. This is how, I can, this is how you can be all the time. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. That's what I was going to preach to you today. That didn't happen. I told him, I told him, you know, David, in the next verse, he says he stripped off his clothes. And the scripture says, you know, that he, he lay naked day and for a day, a whole day. And I told him, I told him Thursday night, it's not likely 
that I'm trying to hurry you guys. He said, I really wish you guys knew. What's taking place in my spirit? The scripture says that he stripped himself of his garments and he laid naked all day and all night and he prophesied. He worshiped. He prayed. He proclaimed. Now, it's not likely that King Saul took off all his clothes. Most likely, he stripped to his undergarment. He took off his kingly robe. He took off his majestic garment. And he stripped down to a linen cloth. And he humbled himself. If we'll take that attitude and walk in that kind of humility, it'll be life-changing. Amen? Somebody say amen. If you believe that, say amen. All right. I'm not even going to try to start this next chapter. I can't. There's too much. But let me, let, me, let, me, let me set it up for you. Let me set it up for you. Let me set it up for you. In order, don't, don't miss this, and we're going to let you go home. But in order to walk in true kingship... You have to walk in submission and surrender. What we're getting ready to see. What we're getting ready to see. Now, David has killed a giant, right? Carried his head around. Now he's having to run from the king for his life. What we're getting ready to see, do you realize... That David never, never went back to the palace again until he became king. Brandon, what we're getting ready to see is what prepared David for the kingship. And I call it the journey to kingship. Amen? What took place from this point forward is what prepared David to take the throne. Amen? I just want to give you one statement. One statement. We're not going to share it all with you. I'm going to give you one statement. It was the sheepfold. Don't miss this one statement. It was the sheepfold, the field, the pasture land that made David a man after God's own heart. But it was the wilderness road that made him a king. Amen? So it's those things that you go through 
that gives you that authority to operate as a king. It wasn't killing that giant. There was more to it. A throne is God's plan for you. Amen? A throne is God's purpose for you. But it's going to take a cross to get you there. You won't hear this preached in Houston, Texas. Sorry, Brandon. I wasn't talking about your town. You won't hear this preached on TBN. I'm all about grace. His grace is sufficient. Where sin does abound, grace does much more abound. And guess what? You can limp. Come here. I'm trying to quit, I promise. You can limp into heaven. You can limp into heaven crying, grace, grace, grace. Or you can charge through the gates as a king. Now, how do you want to live? Do you want to live as kings? Or do you want to constantly, come on, is anybody in this house this morning? I'm telling you, it takes something to get, it takes something to get this. There's a price to be paid to get this. I'm trying to get the demonic spirits out of your homes. I'm trying to get this stuff out of your lives. Amen? Are y'all with me? All right. I'm done. I didn't plan on speaking that long, but do you receive the word? So what we're, what we're getting ready to step into is, is the journey to kingship. Now, I wish I could say, Alan, Marco, I wish I could say that from this day forward, everything was rosy for David. But it wasn't. Right? Who's known as the greatest king ever lived in Israel? Does anybody know? King David. It's not a trick question. Most of the time we just preach to you about how he killed that giant, but we don't tell you the other things he had to go through. Oh, hallelujah. I can't wait to take you there. Amen. Let's stand. If you would like to know more about Our Father's House and upcoming events, log on to ourfathershouseky.org.